0: In my young entrepreneur days, I'd say uh, that I was putting my superpowers, it would be dyslexic, judo, and meditation in the closet. And I'm going to do business and not tell anybody about that until I had an experience with a a man that matched and could see me in the closet and called that out in me to come Mm -hmm. back alive, you know? And so then even to say for 10 years that I've been this in-the-closet coach, that that only word of mouth, invitation only. You know, yeah. we are similar breed with that, and and to say, you know, here's me out of the closet, and and like all of me is like, ah! in, in a good way, right? Because it's yeah. in that that uh, energetic fully circle. And I I, rem- I remember the man Sergei Davidoff who's passed on, but that that experience of coming out like that.
1: You're a high achiever. On paper and through the eyes of others, you've made it. Congratulations. But the truth is you feel unwanted, unworthy, and unlovable. You always have, but you hide it well. Welcome to the Trauma Hiders Podcast. I'm Karen Goldfinger Baker, and this is a podcast where high achievers like you finally reveal what keeps them up at night that no amount of money or recognition will fix. I'm also making it my business to speak with people who get you. Hell, I get you, I am you. So get your best hider's face on, sit down and let your guard down. What's on the other side of this shit will change your life. There are so many ways people like us fuck ourselves over. But let's start with five ways. When you know them, maybe you'll finally stop doing them. Over on my website, you'll find a free download listing the five ways your fuckery is getting in the way of the next level of your success. Grab it now at KarenGoldfingerBaker.com. Imagine you are a kid and you've been told that you are broken less than no future. You won't amount to anything. For many of us, the members of the Trauma Hiders Club, we have heard, internalized, and even embodied these messages. So has my guest today, Tony Benici. This is the second part of an earlier conversation. And what I love about this follow-up, this part two, is the strength, the voice, the The love, the loving power and peace that shines so brightly from my friend, my soul brother, Tony Benici. Listen in. You'll hear it too. And it's all right here, right now in the Trauma Hiders Club. The dojo, the ancient wisdom of integrative leadership for the modern entrepreneur, has been out since i believe august is that it
0: yep, august 20th yeah
1: august 20th 5 days before my birthday it was clearly a birthday gift from you planned that for me and you it was your birthday
0: it was on my birthday
1: it was on your birthday yeah yeah oh cool we're 5 days apart few years but 5 days
0: i'm way older than you
1: yeah right okay so that's been out since august 20th tony's birthday mhm
0: mm-hmm.
1: what if anything has changed for you.
0: What, if anything, since the book has come out has changed for me? Yeah. Oh, tremendously. I mean, to, to put a body of work out that I'm so passionate about and uh, dedicated to, it changes the game for me in that sense of being able to articulate and um, have people understand what I do is a big deal in, in my world of, here, what does Tony do? I can't describe that you got to sit down with them and spend an hour with them. You read this book and by the end you know, oh yeah, I get I get who Tony is. You know, I'll go to lunch with people. I went to lunch with an uh, entrepreneur here in town and he's bringing in little things about my past or my methodology and I forget that he read the book and tell it like a couple of times he dropped it, but that people know a lot about who I am and what I'm for valued about and then how I influence You know, those entrepreneurs, with 30 plus years experience and what that is like. So they get a really good grasp of that. So it's really just anchored in me owning what I do and really be dying out into the world, how it may look.
1: What I love about that is being in the same world as you. Right here we are in personal, professional, entrepreneurial growth. And as much fun as we have, it's a hard one to describe or talk about even with the best like elevator speech which is generally the worst way to talk about who you are and what you do
0: mm-hmm. and
1: i imagine having this body of work that represents you like it's a great way to get to know you
0: mm-hmm.
1: before sitting down and a great way for someone to say like i don't connect at all or mm-hmm. holy shit, I need to learn some more about who this guy is. I see myself in him. Yeah. What a fabulous calling card, right? What a great elevator yeah. pitch. If somebody had this, might be a tough one, but I'm going to ask it anyway. If somebody had for any number of reasons, let's say there was some, <laughs> there was some sort of Universal ban on reading books, on producing book, on access to books. Mm. Yet somebody said to you, I have been waiting for your book. I don't have it yet. So tell me on one foot, tell me what do I need to know about that book that I cannot access because of the universal shortage, ban, whatever you want to call it. What do I need to know?
0: Uh first thing that comes up is uh, that you're absolutely perfect as you are, mm. and you have the capacity to create whatever that you can dream up. Mm. You're not broken, and sky's the limit.
1: Mm. How do you know that?
0: Oh, I know that. Uh, we, we were brought into this world. Everybody was brought into this world. There's a, a in my, as uh, a divine being, and so... I go to that place and recognize that in everyone.
1: Do you know that or you recognize that because of your spiritual being or do you know that because you have experienced what it is to have this underlying thought that perhaps you're broken and come through on the other side of that to achieve greatness or create greatness or be
0: greatness? Yeah, I know through personal experience, like, you know, being being the dyslexic and being told that I was broken through most of my mm. time in school is that through direct experience is like, and as a teacher too, is like, you know, I've been a judo teacher for like 15 years, had dojos and stuff. And to work with anywhere from, you know, 85 year old men and women to two year old at the core, man, they're, they're perfect. They're mm-hmm. perfect. And they're not broke. There's no, whatever this, the world puts on is, is false.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So those two experiences, direct from me being labeled broken and amount to nothing. Right. To then uh, teaching and, and, and being especially parents that will bring their kids in where they may be stay on the spectrum. And they're in there and they're like, you know, and I'm like, oh no, come on, come on, let's, let dance together. And we're just, we just go. Right. And it's like, I can love this divine being mm, so yeah. good and, and have that, ex- that exchange, not, not even words. I've had it without words, people that can't hear and, and they get it.
1: So nice. So nice. I want to acknowledge if we were to roll back the tape, we would hear you st- talk about dyslexia for a moment you know being a dyslexic labeled broken it is no small feat I imagine that the one labeled broken and dyslexic and diagnosed dyslexic as a child it's no small feat to write a book like I don't think you you are someone who needs the energy of like fuck you but that is that is a fuck you to the labels that the world puts on us. Mm-hmm. You wrote that book. Was there anything different, extraordinary, any kind of intervention that needed to happen because of your dyslexia?
0: <laughs> Big intervention. You know, the 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 amount of healing work that I did for past trauma and you talk about, you know, trauma hiders. Yeah. Holy fuck. I mean, that was me. I was an entrepreneur that had this going on. For she does twenty years of success and as an entrepreneur and fucking rocking it, you know, and uh, to go do my own work, you know, yeah, that's that's where it started.
1: Yeah, really, so great.
0: There, there was a fuck you in there, definitely. Of you know, we rich, you know, like if I say that that was one of my coaches and held a held a school teacher vibe to me, yeah, and for somebody to say, you know, hey, you think you can write a book, and my mind doing crazy of like you don't get it i'm dyslexic and i think the whole group coached me on it It just popped my whole bubble on it and just did it my way and like did it in a way that was like i'm not i'm not gonna write anything i'm gonna talk into a microphone and then get it transcribed or write and uh send it to somebody to type it up you know and just play with it that way and uh to, to work with my mother on it for four years and dance back and forth in that relationship with her on that, to do that was really special. Yeah. So th- there was, there was divine, there was super intervention happening, really, really a lot. But me doing my own work was the big one. So
1: that's the big one. That's the big one. Mm-hmm. I imagine, you know, here you were as a child, labeled as broken, diagnosed as dyslexic. Your parents clearly were there. And to have a book that's built in a way off those experiences, I imagine there are some moments where you felt very alone or that you had to be the navigator of your own life as a kid and your mom is your is editor, I suppose. Is that what your mom Oh yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, She was my editor. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So your mom is your editor. Mm -hmm. Were there times in the as your you're talking into a microphone or you're talking with her about it where her motherhood was called into question by her. Like, what do you mean, Tony, that, that hurts so much? Your mom though, Mm. your mom's pretty evolved,
0: right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I giggle about that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Your mom is like a priestess. (laughs) She
0: is a priestess. She is a
1: priestess. Yeah.
0: She's ordained. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay. I didn't make just make that up. Yeah. So your mom is like a self aware, open minded Mm -hmm. kind of like whatever he brings, he brings, right? That's.
0: And you call it, you're a mom because you're picking up on this, that it was totally there. There were those times when I'm telling something about myself that she's like, what the fuck? Like, are you like, had no clue that it was even operating right and so a lot a lot of stuff came to the surface a lot of healing between the two of us even going through the book together i mean that was tremendous to um do that experience and she held the mantle for that book for i mean more than me a lot of times you know i mean to say that it it had the value and that was like to have you know a mom you know yeah
1: yeah that that. is cool
0: a lot of healing and a lot of deep 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 connection
1: yeah as I was imagining you two, I mean, I don't know what the setting was, but I'm just imagining the two of you together having that experience um, and coming off of spending five weeks with my own parents and my mother who has mm-hmm. dementia, like what a gift that you have your mother who is lucid and mm-hmm. mostly sane as mothers are mostly sane mm-hmm. and supporting you and Even if she challenged the hell out of you. Yes. Yeah. I had an experience recently where I had to, someone claimed one thing, and the only one who would know the answer would be my mother. And it really hit me that I can't ask my mother the question Mm
0: -hmm.
1: because she can't provide the answer. Mm -mm. And for a moment, I had this, this like, damn, this will be what it is when she's not even on this earth. That's right. But she is on this earth. So I was, mm-hmm. yeah. So my point is, what a inspirational, beautiful gift that you had in writing this mm-hmm. with your mom.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely aware of that and know my time is limited with them and yeah, the way that I was raised by them was consciously in that connection to be held in me in my 50s and her in her 70s, you know, and and I still have that depth of connection from the time and energy that was invested through her and my dad, right? I feel that way about them still, even deeper.
1: Yeah, because now you you get to appreciate it more rather than resist it. Yeah.
0: Yes, Yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I'm curious, what are you hearing from people? Other than So I know you sat down with this guy. What do you just... Are you hearing things from people now that the book is out there and copies are sold? What's the feedback you get?
0: The feedback is mixed because it, it the beginning of the book is a, is a story about my son. And uh, that initially grabs people very directly and, yeah. and an experience of, uh, especially for um, a father or mother to experience their child on on the edge of dying in front of them. And also then uh, getting into the book of, man, you know, I didn't see where I was really, I'm really out of bounds. Me and you were talking about that, that having a goal as entrepreneurs and we're so, we're self-driven. We know how to hit numbers and we've been trained at it. And I'll lose myself in that experience to perform and to deliver my fuck you to whoever I'm performing for. Right. And so that's confrontational when you read about it and you get to really like, that of uh you know i use physical spiritual relationships and work and legacy and to be an entrepreneur that is making millions of dollars that has a a wife and a child at home that doesn't see or experience his love is is not a father and so uh i tell that story of me not being a father for fucking three years and i don't want any entrepreneur to ever experience that before so if that's the feedback of you know, hey, thanks for tell- like that, I get to devote some time to that, or I don't have a connection with God or Spirit or divine mm-hmm. or whatever you want to call it, you know, thank you. So mm-hmm. those areas that entrepreneurs, I'm an entrepreneur, so blur over in my life that I'm like, you know, uh, yoga and meditating is is going to help my business. Yeah, right. Is how it, you know I'm I'm like right. Yeah. Sit in the mornings, I do some yoga. I'm a different person right i'm a different father i'm a different husband and i do business totally differently it's the, the energy that me and you have been talking that about that we can we can really create these these extraordinary businesses and numbers and feel that from this place of joy and ease is very much the, the job
1: right it's <laughs> so much more fun job yeah it is. so have you had experiences since becoming a world renowned author uh, that you didn't expect?
0: Yeah, I'm being interviewed by my dear friend Karen.
1: <laughs> I mean, right, the number one podcast in the world.
0: <laughs> exactly. Interviewing exactly. the number one author number in one the author. world. That's yeah. Right. Shit. That's right.
1: That's why the energy on our Zoom is just insane.
0: That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. It works. It's true. I fully believe it. Anything I didn't expect, right, from the book, is that what? Yeah. One more time. Yeah, it
1: could be even you know an something that you've generated yourself, or an opportunity that's come your way, or maybe maybe it's waiting for you. hasn't happened yet, or you don't you haven't noticed that it has.
0: Well, I mean, it's it's I can already see it opening doorways for me. Uh, It's really opening them fast. A client now read the book and he's like oh you're my guy okay. I, you get me exactly who you are okay and then we're three months in and he's like i got a group that i'd like you to design a group program for mm. 13 guys he's helping me design it you know and it's like he's understanding me way faster than working together for a year and then he has that idea right it's pretty cool to see that of like Somebody that gets it and then is like, whoa, on.
1: So, from over here, you know who the guy, the new guy is who gets it? You. Mm -hmm. You. Like, he gets to see you because you are more clear, Mm -hmm. more accessible. He can Mm -hmm. connect to you. Like, he's not the magic. You are.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. In my young entrepreneur days, I'd say uh, that I was putting my superpowers, it would be dyslexic, judo, and meditation in the closet. And I'm going to do business and not tell anybody about that until I had an experience with a a man that matched and could see me in the closet and called that out in me to come Mm -hmm. back alive, you know? And so then even to say for 10 years that I've been this in-the-closet coach, that only word of mouth, invitation only. You know, yeah. we're a similar breeds with that, and and to say, you know, here's me out of the closet, and and like all of me is like, ah! in, in a good way, right? Because it's yeah. that that uh, energetic fully circle. And I I, rem- I remember the man Sergei Davidoff, who's kind of passed on, but that that experience of coming out like that,
1: love it. I love that. Yeah, visible Tony is is it was like a blaze
0: Mm -hmm. yeah exactly yeah visible
1: tony love that
0: Mm -hmm. thanks for noticing
1: yeah absolutely what's the biggest thing people don't know about being an integrated entrepreneur that they need to know
0: through slowing down that you will actually create more and Mm -hmm. uh, feel better about yourself eventually when you start to slow down, it actually does the opposite. I would go into depression. I would uh, like shame or like beat myself up in the beginning. And as I stuck with it, then I then it starts to open these little windows of like, there's a garden right there. I'm just not in. You know, you fucking get to work, you piece of shit. You right,
1: <laughs> right, right. The slowing down for driven people.
0: Those are my people.
1: Right. (laughs) Slowing down for driven people is like, hold on, let me think into that for a minute. Mm -hmm. It is like a smoothie that is a blend of guilt and shame and resistance and ego Mm -hmm. (laughs) and uh, whatever the opposite of permission is. Mm -hmm. I don't know what the opposite
0: of permission is. Obligated?
1: yeah obligated is definitely a seasoning in there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: prohibition prohibited, mm. yeah, like hold it. I'm not allowed mm-hmm. to do that. And even the giving of permission, like you know, I suppose if somebody holds you account holds one accountable and says, I give you permission to slow mm-hmm. down. even that is like, yeah, that's a permission I'm not going to take. <laughs> Right. If 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 each of those were in pill form, it would be like, Mm -hmm. I'm gonna skip the permission pill.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That one.
1: Yeah. 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 But I would, knowing me, I'm a trauma hider. I would say, oh yeah, I take it every day. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, older adults, this is something again coming off my older adult thing. Something for us to watch out for. Older adults are fucking liars. This is a little bit of a tangent, but I think it's important. Go. You ask my dad if he took his pills, and he will not only tell you, he'll tell you what cup he used to drink the water, which compartment he took it out of, what time, what else was happening, and it is all a bunch of crap. Mm -hmm. In his mind, it was happening. I don't mean to sound harsh. Just know that with love, we have to be truth seekers in all areas of our lives at all times. That's right. (laughs) Yeah, even when it comes to parenting our parents. That's right. Uh, Tell me, what makes (laughs) what makes your book stand out from others in the crowded genre of leadership and personal growth and professional growth and self help that kind of thing? Yeah, what makes the dojo stand out?
0: Um, The dojo stands out. So, again, I've been uh, raised in in a Buddhist temple. My mom exposed me to just about every single methodology of spirituality in in that context, and then uh, being able to then be in business for uh, over thirty years as an entrepreneur, from anywhere from two to fifteen to twenty employees, I can articulate and and bring an experience of what it's like to not only do business in the real world, but actually uh, feel and experience what it's like to live in the body. Yeah. And I say it differently than most self-help books have ever articulated it. But that's what that's what I think it is.
1: Yeah. So for me, what makes your book stand out is that it's written by you because you stand out.
0: Mm, thank you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're not some bullshit 26 year old writing a book on leadership (laughs) and spirituality
0: right
1: Right? like you are a Mm -hmm. man with life behind you a lot Mm -hmm. of life behind you Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. who can stand up and say this is true because i am true Mm
0: -hmm.
1: yeah yeah so it stands out because you stand out
0: Thank you. Oh yeah.
1: Hell yeah. yeah.
0: That feels good, definitely. Yeah. I like it.
1: I love it. So for 2023,
0: mm-hmm.
1: what is the question you want slash don't want the universe to ask
0: you? Write another book.
1: Mm. Where's your next book? Yeah. What's next?
0: Yeah. 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 Yeah, I watch the ego do it regularly mm. right now. And, and, you know, it's like when you get married, when are you going to have your first baby? Right? right. And then you have your first baby and they're like, are you going to have another one? Yeah. You know, and when I uh, when I was so naive and I f- held my baby, I was like, let's do this again. And my right. wife like, are you kidding me? I'm going to rip your fucking head off. <laughs> There's that feeling inside of me that when somebody asks me, I don't want to rip their fucking head off of like six and a half years mm. of that is is still not digested in me and still acclimating to that of like yeah. i forgot about it yet you know and i can hear it from someplace else too because i'm telling you because yeah. i've heard it and it's like okay i'm cool right now i'm gonna really adjust to this and it's i i'm already taking notes i got ideas i probably you know and chapters you know Ooh. things it just starts moving like that once I even a little bit hear it, you know, I'm I'm operational that way, right? And now I get curious and go, "Am I doing it with Amber? Am I doing it with you? Am I doing it with my code? You know, who am I doing it with?" Yeah. And then that'll that'll start to evolve and start to come out, and see now it's even took progress because me and you, I know you're for me a vision holder, and you know I don't speak to people like I'm speaking now that aren't like you. So that's out.
1: Yeah. So do you hear any little voice that says, Tony, this is what needs to be said. What needs to be said in the world. And you need to say it.
0: Mm. That's a big question right there, man. I know. Isn't (laughs) it? Yeah. Yeah. Let's try and answer it less than a sentence entrepreneurs, people that own businesses, the business that you are in is not your identity. Mm. It's not who you are as a human being. And there's a whole other world out there that will actually enhance what it means to be an entrepreneur. Mm. And and you can experience that through guidance and help and support and doing your own exploratory work on what it means inside. It's an inside game, not an outside game. Yeah, yeah. So look for somebody to support you in that and watch you'll'll you'll create things you never dreamed of,
1: yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> I have this theme today of resistance. Maybe I have a theme every day of resistance, but I resist it uh, <laughs> but, as you said, you know, like look for that person who can help
0: mm-hmm.
1: right away. My little doggy ears are like,, red flag. Mm. And I think you're a really good person to take a look at this. There is the fear, maybe shame, maybe disappointment. I don't know. I don't know exactly like a whole um, variety of emotions that can come up from showing your work. Mm -hmm. And it's for people like us, for like you and me to create the safe, places to acknowledge like i get that opening the hood of your car will expose the parts of your car Mm -hmm. it's for people like us to create those safe spaces where it's like yeah you didn't ever put new engine oil in but i'm not going to judge you
0: Mm -hmm. yes yeah that's right yeah yeah that's the mastery and what you know like i experience when i'm with you that you can hold that yeah and that that's that's been my mastery and you know that mastery comes from the work that you're like this whole podcast is because you can do that because of that like i can feel that like deeply yeah. and like for me my men's work for 10 years i mean like a woman in my rotary clubs goes man you are so comfortable around women it's just i like can see like a, a woman's man know. and and i said and i at first i go oh, that's an interesting way to be judged and viewed and like that and as more of a stigmatism. And then after I, I just sat for a sec, took a breath, and I go, "Actually, you're right. Yeah, I totally feel comfortable around women. I can really be myself." And she goes, "Oh, you kind of like you do. Maybe you have more feminine qualities." And I'm like, "You are actually probably right. I mean, I grew up in a Buddhist temple, and da, da da da." I said, and I recognized it, and where I went and did ten years of men's work, right? And I went back and I I revisited all those years back there and did that work and. After my initiation with the Mankind Project, when I looked into there, into who I was as a man and my relationship with men, I was like, holy fuck, and I'm dedicated for 10 years because I know that one of the favorite lines for me is I can only take people as deep as I'm willing to go myself. So when I heard that, I was like, I'm jumping in with two feet because that's the type of client that I get to work with. I want to know at the depth of my soul that I have been to that place. And you can't fake it to put places in, in your body that aren't fun. Right. And so to do that. And it takes courage. And you're a woman that can hold that. I can hold that. Yeah. And so whether you're a man or a woman, that's the type of energy that you'll feel from this podcast or this video of like, find that type of support. Right. And open the hood and take baby steps. So you
1: take baby steps. I always say, I have I have been to the shithole. I will go yeah. there with you. Yeah, exactly. And we will come out and we will yes. shine. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. What question do you wish I'd asked you?
0: Well, in in this one, and, and, and you may have asked me before, so I I always like to uh bring forward the, the relationships as far out does of business and Mm -hmm. uh and who's who's the important ones in my life
1: okay yeah so who are the important ones
0: amber has uh, been my life partner wife for over 21 years and so really been connected and uh, going through the roller coaster of relationships and you know it has loops and spirals in it that no one tells you about that's right i'm honored to be on that ride with her and then uh, my 17-year-old Sage and um, Bodhi is 14. So those are my, my two gems of uh, creation. And yeah, what truly matters as an entrepreneur is those deep connections so that when they're in their 50s and I can edit a book with my son, yeah, be that role model, you know?
1: Yeah. That's important. Wow. Really cool. I'm really glad that you brought in the loves of your life. So important.
0: It's where it all matters.
1: Right. So important in the conversation of what we do, so to speak, what we do in the world as entrepreneurs, you know, people trying to make it big or trying to make money or trying, just whatever.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: I think it was Kurt Vonnegut, but I could be wrong. I think it's Kurt Vonnegut who said, When all else fails, love prevails. Right. And at the end of it, you could create the biggest thing in the world. But who did you love and who loved you? And yeah. (laughs) Any new project or anything that you want to tell us about that you're working on or what you're excited about? It doesn't even have to be a project. What are you most it's the beginning of twenty twenty three. What are you most excited about?
0: Oh, what I'm most excited about, as you're saying that, is uh, that I, I have opened up the one-on-one slot that I was telling you about for uh, somebody to have a 12-month experience and then also come over here three different times for one-on-one work.
1: So come to Hawaii.
0: Yeah, yeah. Where you So the, the duration of the 12-month coaching agreement, and there's three different times during that year that you fly over to the island and have okay. three what I call adventures and the definition of an adventure is outcome unknown. So you come over and you're going to go for a, an experience and some deep coaching is what it basically boils down to, but on an Island that is alive and actively flowing volcano, a lava.
1: Nice. Tell me, tell us about who that person is.
0: Yeah. So this person I'm going to say can be man or woman, but I'm calling it out as a woman that is going to come into this position uh, to do this. And um, they're a 30 year entrepreneur that has either sold one company or multiple companies. They've been in the the game and um, playing entrepreneur for at least 30 years, and they're they're ready for that next thing. They're like, you know, you know, I, I sold a company for X, and now what? Mm. You know, I, I, am I ready to exit my company right now? Like those kind of things are up mm-hmm. for that about that age in entrepreneur. If you've been in it 30 years, it's like you're hitting the 50 ish, 60 mark. And so it's yeah. like, okay, let's, what's the transition look like? You know, and, and that going into that, coming out the other side, clear direction, knowing who you are, knowing your path. And bringing that out in, in and into a message out into the world that like transformed their whole entire world. So mm. I'm really excited about it. Usually I, I'll have uh, people come over for just one on one VIP like that, and so now I'm putting it in a package. You know, I have the one on one coaching that I do six month programs, but this is a full year year immersion full dive in, and then plus being one on one, being one on one. That's where the magic magic happens with Tony. So uh that's that, that uh, to be together. So
1: So cool. Are you
0: fired up, can you tell?
1: i yeah, I love it. I really love it. What I hear is like someone with life who wants to experience their life.
0: Yes. Yes. Yeah. Fully on.
1: Fully on. Yeah. Yeah. Unapologetically. Uh I haven't I haven't been an entrepreneur for thirty years. So I am turning 60, however.
0: <laughs> see? see,
1: Yeah, but I, I'm missing some of those qualities. Or at least that's the story okay. I'm telling myself.
0: That's right. That's right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but the Hawaii part sounds really good.
0: Yep, yep, three yeah, three times. Yeah. In the water. See, if
1: you'd said four times, I would have said, yeah, that's me. But you only <laughs> said three times. So no. <laughs>
0: I'm a no, time. that's not
1: me. Yeah, yeah. I need mean, four times. That's
0: awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah, definitely.
1: Well, maybe that person is listening to this show.
0: Very true. That's true. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, if you're out there and you're ready, I'm totally ready.
1: So you can buy the book on Amazon.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep, yep.
1: We'll have a link in the show notes.
0: Excellent. Thank you.
1: And we'll have a link to your website.
0: Excellent. Thank you. It's coming out in Audible uh, in the next. Uh, I'd say within this month. I mean, oh, if you're cool. listening to it now, so I, I, it's all done.
1: Who's reading it?
0: Blank on the my. Sorry about that. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> I should... It's
1: not you. Okay. Cool. I'm listening. I'm currently listening to Spare, Prince Harry's okay. book on Audible. Okay. And I really like pay no attention to the royals, but I thought that title of the book spare was (laughs) so bold but i come to learn and i don't think this is telling anybody any secrets maybe because i pay no attention that his brother william is the heir and harry is the spare the second born
0: Uh... and
1: he has been told he since he was a little boy he was told he's the spare (sighs) So, like, if William needed a kidney, Harry can give him his kidney. Oh, my gosh. If William needed a blood transfusion, Harry gives him his blood, I guess, if the blood type is Oof. right. But that's actually how they spoke about him.
0: Isn't that crazy? Yeah, that's terrible.
1: Yeah, but that's a sidetrack. My yeah. point in saying it is Harry, I suppose, he wrote the book. But, well, if you read it, he definitely wrote the book. It's not great. But... Mm-hmm. He he does narrate it himself. And oh, that's we, cool. And yeah. what's beautiful is he's he's fun to listen to, you know.
0: Nice, nice. Nice to yeah. listen to
1: with his British accent, yeah. Okay, anything you want to tell us as we sign off today?
0: No, nope. check out TonyBonici.com. And uh, thanks for putting in the show notes. I love uh, that we get to be together. and Me too. It's always too too much time in between. So I get yeah. lit up and, you, you know, you're definitely a filler for me in my life. So thank you for doing this. And and this is the area that I, I, I believe that is the key to, you know, 98% of growth of what's happening is what you're actually bringing light to. Yeah. And in my words, bringing light to a shadow takes away all its power. So everything we talked about here, if it brings up anything, it's bringing something up. So it softens in you.
1: That's right. That's right. Thank you for seeing that. And thank you for being that in the world. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you, man. Love you so much. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You've been listening to the Trauma Hiders Club podcast. For more episodes, head over to my website where you'll find links to resources mentioned and all the ways you can listen on your favorite podcast platform. And if you're ready to fight, discover the rules of Trauma Club head over to KarenGoldfingerBaker.com.